0: Stephen Jill here.
1: Hello. Welcome
0: to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Pitala.
1: And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun.
0: Today's Jack Thursday, and I'm going to, and it turns out Jill is also, talk about five things that your father never told you about real estate. Might not be your uh, dad's fault. Maybe times have changed. Hmm. Those guys never had the data access that we have. So we're going to talk, there's a lot of things that have changed. Uh, I, I think. My dad would have done very, very well in this new information type environment where you don't have to guess. You have a lot of resources to make good decisions. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free, and don't forget to subscribe on the uh, Land Academy YouTube channel and comment on the shows you like. You
1: know what's funny? My dad might not have done very well with the data. I have to say that. You said that about your dad, you know, my dad. My dad wasn't a data guy. Guess who his data entry person was? Me.
0: Oh, really? Me. Actually, that makes sense, Joe.
1: Me. When he got a program early on, I think I was in high school at the time, I want to say um, early, early in high school, he got a program to input his flight log. He was a pilot and input his hours and keep track of it there. I would convert it from the fly. I'd the one to sit and put it in the computer for him. So, yeah,
0: it's kind of <laughs> This funny. is going to be a long, interesting, very telling, uh, hopefully funny episode.
1: Exactly. Christian wrote, I'm buying some farmland that is currently growing soybeans. The seller lives out of state and gets pushed a check once a year from the person farming for a percentage of the crop sales. Seller says there's no written lease agreement. Does anyone know if there's anything I should be aware of when buying farmland that is being actively farmed? My plan is to let the farmer harvest the soybeans and then tell him the property is going to be listed for sale, anything I should include in the purchase agreement, thanks.
0: Oh, I have so much to say about this. Uh, this could be the greatest situation ever, or it could be um, a nightmare. Just like uh, a marriage can be the greatest thing ever without a prenup, or it could be a huge nightmare, depending on how it ends and how it all goes. <laughs> or or you know, who you're with. So the, uh, the general, here's a conventional, no comment. Way to <laughs> the conventional way to do this is, you either would have a land lease or you would have a, a an option agreement, a a a revenue sharing option agreement. All in writing with notaries and all that stuff that lawyers have looked over.
1: You should have been an attorney, by the way. You would make a great attorney.
0: I know, but I would be mad every day.
1: Oh, that's true. I'm glad you're not an attorney. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine being a lawyer and just dealing with everybody's anger all day. Instead of like, all we deal with the successes here. True. In our entire life, happy stuff happens. It's true. So in a perfect world, you've got this agreement. And here's why I say this, not because I'm not going to get paid or any of that farmland and most uh, real estate that is income generating is valued on that income stream. And so you would value, like if you've got, if you've been doing this for five years, you know, you would apply a capitalization rate, which doesn't happen as often in farmland as it does like, let's say apartment buildings. So it's a way to value it. If you love the price and you think it's undervalued and you can comp it all out and you're gonna sell it right after this last harvest, then that's not so bad. I think that you might might be. There's a bunch of handshake agreements that I have now uh, for other things, not necessarily real estate deals. That I couldn't be happier. Everybody's happy with the handshake agreement until something goes wrong. There's no until source document. <laughs> there's no source document to yeah. go back to and say hey, you didn't do this right. Yeah. So I personally, I'm not sure I would. Uh, you know, what I would do probably is is extend the purchase agreement, and I would put an addendum on there that says this is your last year. Mm. I get 5% of the revenue you, uh, revenue is defined as the, the market price for a bushel of soybeans or right. I, I would put a single page agreement on the back that says you're agreeing to this basic stuff and put some dates in there said you know I, I am gonna market the property on April 1st or whatever the, the number ends up being
1: it's kind of a win-win for everybody don't you think it's a good situation to be in. I would love to not have to. I get to own the land. No, I always own the land. At any moment I want to change it, I can. Yeah. But this person is actually using the land for probably its highest and best use. And I get money on it.
0: There's a lot of people in this world, in the business world, that say, Ha ha, you didn't sign an agreement. I'm keeping it all. That's just how they roll. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in an environment that was very much like that in the Midwest. Uh, Out West, it's not as much like that for some reason. Maybe it's just the people I'm hanging with now. Everybody seems to want to do deals together and prosper together. And when something goes wrong, like Jill's a a perfect example of this, when something goes wrong, it's like, oh, we're in this together, so let's just figure it out together. Thank you. Today's topic is Jack Thursday we're going to talk about the five things your dad uh, probably never told you about real estate I'm gonna do five and Jill's gonna do five and we're gonna laugh and cry together (laughs) this is why you're listening I'm gonna list five things not so much that my dad never told me about real estate but what his philosophy was and why it's not not necessarily uh not that it was wrong then but I don't. I like I said earlier. I don't think that that generation. My dad's in his eighties. That generation did not have data tree. Yeah. In fact, they didn't really have any type of computers. Right. In fact, in his heyday, there was no MLS. Wow. So it was very very block by block, uh, and it was all word of mouth. And so be, my dad was had a, a. He was an accountant. He was an accountant. He had a tax practice. So he had. People making money. Uh professionally, some people making too much money, some people not making enough money. But so there were always these deals. He was always presented a deal like, I've got this apartment building, uh, some stuff happened over here. Do you want a partnership with it? Do you want to take the apartment building in lieu of all this uh accounting work and tax work that you have to do? Do you want a piece of it? Do you want 25% of it for nothing? He's so he was always making these strange deals, which uh blows my mind in a not a good way because that's not how I roll
1: right
0: (laughs) here's the thing that my dad would say
1: it's like a crazy barter situation (laughs) like oh I have a little of that and a little of this and a little of that and here's a coffee can and whatever (laughs)
0: here's a statement my dad would say all the time never buy property that's not cash flowing well guess what rural vacant land is why would you not buy property that's not cash flowing well because it's i'm buying it for 25 of what i know i can sell it for next week that's cash flow in my opinion it's just a different type of cash flow buy buy property for the smallest amount that you can we all agree there improve it and sell it We are all about not improving property here. In fact, we'll take it to a next level, Jill and I, and the Land Academy concept in general is all about never going to see the property. Correct. It's so inefficient, but it's so inexpensive. How can you lose? If you're buying a a $100,000 piece of property wholesale, but it's worth $100,000, you're buying it for $15,000, and a bunch of stuff goes wrong, can you sell it for 30 and get out of it? Yeah, that's the the theory and never leave your desk, for sure. His philosophy would be leverage as much as you possibly can, meaning borrow as much as you can with as low amount of money down, that, including zero, as you possibly can. He used to use this example all the time. I don't know why I remember this all of a sudden today. If I could buy a property for a dollar down, a dollar down and a dollar a month, and for a million years or a 100,000 years, then I can't lose. Well, you can lose completely on that because what's the price? If the price is, if, you're, if the, you know, great. So now I'm in the property, I have equitable interest. Uh, let's say I own it, dollar down, a dollar a month, and it's cash flowing at $10,000 a month. Great, I've got the cash flow, but if I spend a million bucks on the property, it's worth a hundred grand, you're gonna lose there. There's some components that are missing, <laughs> are you all right?
1: No, I'm fine, I'm, I'm paying attention.
0: Only by property, um, that has a single use. If you're gonna buy an apartment building, you're gonna sell it as an apartment building. Well, we don't do that. We right. buy land that has as many uses as possible so that we our buyer pool is as open as possible. Only buy property that's close to town. All the things that he said to do, I didn't do. Isn't
1: that hilarious? <laughs> That's we probably buy why property he's still scratching downtown. his head going. What are you doing? <laughs> How does this work? How are you? Yeah.
0: <laughs> My dad um, became a multimillionaire at a very young age because this is the deal he did. And they ended his career uh, with this last deal. This is back in the day in the 60s and 70s. He bought a bunch of properties, a bunch of buildings that were leased to a bell company, a Michigan bell company.
1: As in telephone?
0: As in telephones with wires that needed to be maintained. Mm-hmm and uh, they were on believe it or not 30 or 100 year leases really long leases for very very tiny small amounts and he bought it two or three years before the lease was up and so he paid very little for these buildings on a cash flow capitalization rate basis and ate it he financed it correctly and ate it for a few years and then renegotiated the leases and then sold them on the present value of of those really long leases and made very a ton of money it would be a ton of money now but it was a Oh, uh, an amazing amount of money back then and he just I know
1: that he's been golfing three days a week for 30 years I think it's
0: more like 40 years yeah 30 35 years yeah. you're right uh-huh. and so I, don't, but I always joke about him every time I see him I'm like I, why would you stop if you figured that out right. I would go seek out I would find every lease that was you know about to come up and, and try to negotiate a deal what did he say I don't know he never answers my questions
1: uh, that's funny it's good.
0: He always answers it. If I asked him that, he would say, why would you go? I mean, why would you stop doing this? He's like, because I don't want to do any more real estate deals. Why do you continually do this when you don't need to? That that would be a perfect answer. That's hilarious. With a huge question about how I failed
1: somehow. Right. Why are you still working? <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. What's your list? Okay. So what's so funny is. Our dads have totally different experiences, right? My dad, you know, real estate was always his goal. I know that, but it was never discussed. We ne- it was never talked about. It was always just get a good job, patting me on the head, you know, that kind of a thing. We all, my dad did, well, he, we all knew that there was money to be made in real estate. How and why? Because I grew up in Orange County and he flew people like Don Cole around. You know, when I mean, you're flying somebody's plane and you know he's made a lot of money in Newport Beach, if you're around that area, you know who I'm talking about, in commercial real estate, you see coal all over still in Newport Beach. Um, you know there's money to be made there, you're just trying to figure out how so my dad here's my dad's brilliant idea he did two deals that i know of one was buying gold mines in alaska
0: oh geez really i am
1: not kidding
0: what could go wrong there? i
1: know and he apparently he got out okay because by the time he bought it it failed and sold he was able to write it off on his taxes and the and the statute of limitations had run out well, that's so, them, so it was done, done, and done. So talk about scary and whatever, I would never even touch that one. Um, but I just remember getting mail going, what is this for, Dad? And he told me what it was, I'm like, what? Anyway, and the other thing he did was later in life, he, while he was a pilot, yes, he was buying rental houses and doing that. So those were his firsthand experiences um, there. So what my five things are, one, He didn't tell me that rental houses are a ton of work. Thank goodness, I figured that out on my own. He never really talked about it. Mom did, because mom was the cleaning crew. She complained about it a lot when they were doing turnovers, but dad never talked about it, but he happily would go fix a washing machine. He had 10 at a time. 10 was, I think, the most he got up to. So he had 10 washers and dryers, and he was a handyman. He had, what, at least 20 toilets. I can't even imagine all the things that would go wrong. And he would, on his days off, go do it. Second thing, that he never shared would these are pop could be a positive thing that i imagine there were some tax incentives that's one thing that i think my dad was good at He never shared it with me never talked about it they were all in texas
0: your dad was totally right about that
1: yeah and i'm sure however he leveraged them um he did it right
0: if you have a w-2 job like being yeah. a pilot and that's then you have a did. separate entity where revenue and expenses are happening, there's a. It's a really good. You you could argue that that side entity, those houses, didn't need to make any money except provide an offset loss to right. his W two income.
1: Exactly. Um, well, that and that times into my last one, so I'll make that number three. My number three is duh. We all should be doing. I really wrote that, duh. Do real estate over the W two job, or do it with a W two job early on, which is what he did. I wish we would have talked about that. It would have saved me a lot of time. Number four, um, how to find deals. I don't know how he did it, but I do know this: the first house my parents ever owned, they bought when I was eighteen, and they found it. It was a bank foreclosure. That's good because my my dad talked my mom into going to real estate school, becoming a licensed real estate agent in Laguna Hills, and she found this deal and they bought the house. That's good. Right, so that was good. So there's a lot of good things that he could have shared with me, and we're sharing with you, Mm -hmm. and we're sharing with our kids, by the way. They may not listen.
0: No, the kids don't listen at all, but. But at
1: least we're getting it out there, and we're talking about it. And then the last thing that he didn't share with me, which I would have liked to know, is just the value of real estate agent broker knowledge i wish she would have talked to me to go and taking the courses like mom did hmm. and just not not necessarily pulling the trigger i would have pulled the trigger anyway I, who knows where we'd be now yeah you know because i would knowing me I would have figured out like well, this is not the person the way to make money here everybody else is making more money how can I become one of them and get myself over there like because we have a lot of agents by the way in Land Academy that's exactly what they've done they got tired of being the agent only getting commission watching the investor make more money so they come to Land Academy saying I'm now gonna be the investor and by the way look how much knowledge I'm bringing to the table because of my experience I think it's the best
0: so here's a big takeaway from both of these uh, lists and both of these people's experiences make decisions with uh, 21st century resources. So don't, there's so much in real estate and this is not, and largely not most people's fault. There's so much perpetuation of, well, this is the way we do things. This is the MLS, we've had the MLS since 1958. That don't, that's not, there are new and amazing, really young people, this new generation really understand this the best. That's the old way of doing stuff. And it's still the most prevalent way And it's the most incorrect way if you're not making data uh, driven decisions every single step of the way here and using all the resources that you possibly can like so many people like us that are ready willing to fund your deals or give you free advice about yeah that deal is terrible i know you want to get into this business really bad i know you want to do a first deal and i get it i was like that too this deal is going to blow up in your face trust me so just use your resources And don't, you know, listen to what your parents said and take it with a grain of salt, like everything. It's a new, we live in a new world and it's a beautiful real estate world.
1: Thank you. Happy you could join us today. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy show.
0: Tomorrow's Jill Friday and she's gonna talk about it's too easy to get excited about a deal and miss all the red flags. You are not alone in your real estate ambition.
1: I'm gonna try very hard not to throw any one person under the bus. I'm just going to talk about different things that I've seen and some I've, you know, I don't know if I, I'm sure I there's some some I've experienced and you can remind me well, of them.
0: I'm going to throw myself under the bus tomorrow because uh, I was absolutely that person who was dying to get into the real estate business and seeing things and deals that just weren't there. <laughs>
1: We've come a long way, baby. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. We hope you find our content valuable and we really appreciate your support. If you haven't already, please check out our YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button, and don't forget, if you're already a member of Land Academy, make sure you are involved on Discord. It rocks. Want to know more? Check out Land Academy, or send a note to support at landacademy.com. We We are are Jack Jack and Joe. Information and inspiration.
0: It's by undervalued property.